Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is the Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi tabletop role-playing RPG. RPG role-playing? I just tried to do that, and then I decided... It's okay. ATM machine, time, baby. For the first <laughs> yeah. time, I decided to do that. A role-playing game podcast. Um, who's chatting with me today? Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps, and I use they-them pronouns. My name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns. And we have a special guest with us today, game creator, all-around fantastic person, Rosemary Grant. Rosemary, introduce yourself to our crew. Well, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Rosemary Grant. I'm a game designer and a writer. Um, most relevantly, I designed Varsity. Woo! Hell yeah. And I'm Jules. I use they, them pronouns, and I will be... Well, I guess I'm not really anything today. I'm just... Well, hey. This Normally, I am your void master slash game master slash... And that. Slash but today, I will be your friend. But today... <laughs> <laughs> today, I'm your acquaintance. You gotta work on my friendship. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You don't just we'll get it Bring you free. gifts and boost <laughs> friendship meter. <laughs> Us here at the podcast, <laughs> the pod has been cast. Wow, I'm on a roll. Um, we are always on the lookout for new and upcoming games um, made by indie publishers and uh, just things that look cool that are not like other things out on the market. And this game, Varsity, caught all of our eyes. I think everyone on this call right now is a huge fan yeah. of um, a certain sports volleyball anime. <laughs> <laughs> Are we not allowed to name it? Do we not have the rights? <laughs> Hold on, I, have, rights. I have to sneeze. A huge, <laughs> huge fans of Haikyuu, and um, when we found this podcast, as we were just looking at, hey, what what's something that we could play next? Um, we came across Varsity, and we all agreed, like, oh, this is definitely something that we want to dip our toes into. Um, so we were lucky enough to get Rosemary to talk to us. Thanks for being on the horn. About yeah. <laughs> get on the horn and uh, talk to us about the game and um, and making it. And um, yeah, I'm going to kick it over to Bianca. Bianca wrote out these beautiful discussion questions. Um, and um, welcome to our talk show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much um, for having us. Uh, we're really thrilled <laughs> and jazzed to be here. Um, I just want to take, I'm going to start off. Um, Rosemary, will you just like tell us a little bit about like your background and like tabletop RPG, like as a player and also as a creator? Like what's your... What's your relationship status? What's the vibe? Give us the juice. <laughs> um, I've, I've been, this is like the cheesy answer, but it's very true in my case. I've been designing games since I was a very tiny little child. Um, <gasps> I had a bunch of stuffed animals and I made a card game out of like paper that I cut oh. where you could play like the different cards as the stuffed animals. Um, oh my amazing. god okay already out wow. the gate talk about pocket monsters i was doing dumb shit i know <laughs> i was making potions <laughs> um, and so yeah i made uh i made like a monopoly hack <gasps> like my own version of monopoly and i made um there's this zombie board game called last night on earth that i made oh. like a kind of a hack version of uh when i was i don't know probably 12 or 13 is that and still out there do you have a copy of that still, or is it lost to the lost? Yeah, just for just curiosity's sake. Yeah, just, just, for just curious. <laughs> All of these were made with um, like construction paper yeah. and like mm -hmm. markers. <laughs> 
it's still out there. It might be at my grandmother's house. Oh, yeah. Shout out to grandma. <laughs> um, but when I when I found tabletop games, um, circa sophomore year of high school through my brother's friends, they introduced me to 3.5 uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. And I um, both fell in love with the medium of tabletop games mm. and immediately had a lot of problems with... <laughs> The existing games that i was playing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i that's kind of where my designer brain took over and pretty much right away i started coming up with game ideas that i'd like to see that hadn't been made yet i love that i think that's yeah. so cool i wonder i'm just i'm sure we'll get to this later too but i'm curious like what about the medium of tabletop rpgs is like really intriguing to you like what's something that you really enjoy getting to like explore and create when you're making oh, a game. Oh my god. Um like again cheesy answer everything, but Yay! <laughs> the, the reality is I don't know, I love um kind of both elements of it if we want to break it into two parts. Yeah, um, that's I love the storytelling element and I love the um kind of you know, the collaborative element of it of coming together with your friends and creating something that's, you know, kind of bigger than any of your individual imaginations yeah um mm-hmm. so i love that kind of sphere of it but in the same time i also love just mechanics and crunch and fiddly yeah. kind of <laughs> things the way things interlock and the way that you can kind of you know combine this feature with this feature to create something again that's kind of bigger than the sum of the parts yeah that's fabulous yeah i was stuck at a sports bar over the weekend oh god (laughs) and yeah it was rough for me it was rough thank you um but just like the conversation around me often drifts to tabletop role playing games and such and And i was just like trying to explain to people that just really didn't get it what it was and like you were just saying rosemary when i was like talking about i was like i sound like i am like I don't know, painting this like pastoral picture of because I was like, oh, it's like accessing that part of your brain when you were a child <laughs> and you used to just play and make things up and it was fine. And then I was like, oh, does that sound like fun? I don't know. It does to me. <laughs> they looked at me like, oh, okay. okay. It's like, mm. when's the last time you tapped into your imagination, huh? Tap in. Tap in. Get in the mud. Come on and play. The water's just fine. Come on. <laughs> No, I think that's. It really I think is that's, fun. That's, yeah, it really, think, it really does. Just, I don't know, do something for me. It does. It I does. think that there's something think really. Something. I think it's something we've talked about at least as like a as like a group that like one of the mm. things we really enjoy is getting to tell stories together. It's like one of the things that Absolutely. really like brought us yeah. together as a team. And I think that like, yeah, getting to explore that through games is so important play i'm not going to get on a soapbox i'll just say this i think play is really important and i think we should be doing it more as adults yep we should we should bring back recess come, come on. on that's kind of come on. You know, what we're doing here so you rosemary well, said that like you know you think of it in two parts and i agree i think that it's like the storytelling aspect that you get to do with your friends and then sort of like the gritty crunchy rules like how can i make this system like work to my advantage where do you start when you start making a game? We can talk about Varsity specifically, um, but yeah. if you also have other games that you want to chat about that help like illustrate the story you want to tell. Um, but I'm curious, like, where do, you, where do you start? For me, I think I always start with, the, with a mechanic. 
Mm. Um, I think that when it comes to making a kind of bespoke game, um, the storytelling sphere, as I called it earlier, is kind of, it's too um, ephemeral to really like try and make a full game out mm. of just the storytelling element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need mechanics to kind of ground it. Yeah. And so with Varsity, the first idea that I had was the idea of the pressure mechanic. Um, mm. In Varsity, you uh, as you fail roles, as you play bigger and more important games, you get more and more pressure. And your pressure can become crushing, and then all of the stakes are much higher. And so I had that idea of mounting pressure throughout a campaign and that was the kind of the seed of varsity to me that was that was the first thing that i wrote down in my little document that's so cool yeah. oh i love that yeah i, I love think... that yeah sorry go ahead no please carlos chime in no i, I just really hear. really quick like so th- when i started playing 5e it was my first game ever role-playing game ever I was so overwhelmed by the stats and the and the the mechanics of the game and then someone explained it exactly the same way that you explained it rosemary that like all it is is that the mechanics are just the reality of the situation right Mm. like this is just something like that just can like puts the universe all together yes we could just sit around a table and just make up a story but the reality of it keeps keeps it from getting too um dreamlike you know what i mean yeah the risk the risk adds parameters and like yeah you know, it's like one of the things that they say all the time in like theater schools like art needs parameters there have exactly. to be rules to play off of which i think is really which i think is true like it's it's like the it is the physics of the game world is the mm-hmm. rules there has to be some force out there that's just gonna smack you down yeah when you want something when you want something <laughs> and it's good and it's juicy i love that you started with the pressure mechanic did 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 you know at first that it was going to be sports or were you just like pressure? Oh, I for sure knew it was going to be sports. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it came Do about. You, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, please. I think it came about because um, not even from watching sports anime, but it came about from playing the video game Super Mega Baseball 2. Um, Looking that up right now. I know. <laughs> 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 um, I, I was, you know, captured by the idea of Super Mega Baseball and how, you know, the, the kind of the things that they have to accept, you know, the changes they have to make to the idea of a sports game in order to make it remotely fun. Yeah. Um, and... It was after I kind of had that seed idea, immediately I knew I wanted to go sports anime with it once I had the mechanic form, mm-hmm. because I yeah. could see I had just run a Monster of the Week campaign, <gasps> and I really liked the idea of translating some kind of sports anime tropes into um, the playbooks. That was kind yes. of the second mechanic. Um, and so... As I'm sure you guys have seen looking through it, there's stuff like The Rival, um, which is probably my favorite of the playbooks just conceptually because it's I hadn't seen anything like that before. But the idea of having one playbook that is entirely based around another, like you, your character is entirely based around another person's character, even down to their stats. 
your stats are either theirs but a little better at their best thing and a little worse at their worst thing <gasps> or you just have the opposite of them um i so really cool. i like the idea of you know your character is tailored to hate them but you still have to work together because even more than your rivalry is your love for the game that's yeah. the defining yeah. element wow. of everything is the the kind of love for the game yes the team you're still a part of a team volleyball mm -hmm. is a game with six players <laughs> um I, we really love that show. We really, I, I just, I just I, we're we're watching it. One of my roommate is watching it for the first time, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just stopped watching um, an episode of Ted Lasso before I hopped in here to 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 record this podcast. So sports are another sports anime. Spo another yeah. sports anime. Sports are on sports are on the brain. Um, no, um, that was another thing when I first started making Varsity. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to make this. My ideas are clear enough. And so what I did was I kind of considered part of the workday to be just turning on and binging sports anime. And and Haikyuu yes. was one of the the two that I been for Varsity 1. <gasps> Which was the other one? Um, the other one was Kuroko no Basket. I've heard great things about that one. We'll have to talk about it later. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> they're, they're very, very different. Um Broken Basket is definitely the biggest inspiration for one of the new playbooks that's new to Varsity 2, Ooh. which is called The Magician. Um, and it's, it's basically what if my character could like shoot lasers and like, you know, turn invisible. <laughs> oh, Carlos Basket. just got so excited. <laughs> I see a little bead of sweat yeah. on Carlos's Carlos forehead. Like... <laughs> new show. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Broken and Basket, the characters do these ridiculous, ridiculous things, um, but it's all still kind of grounded in the idea of they're playing basketball. Yeah, that's so. Which cool. is like that's what we want to do. Yeah, that's, that's my power fantasy. Honestly. Team sports. I <laughs> can't wait to be <laughs> playing. Do you, Rosemary, have a history of um, of playing any sport? This was not a question we prepared you for, but I am just curious. I, I did, yeah. I played baseball um, <gasps> when I was in elementary and middle school. Whoa. What position did you play? I do know these. I pitched. You, hell you pitched? yeah. <laughs> I did. I pitched. Oh, wow. I That's the best one. That's was, the best uh, one. I was more of a relief pitcher, um, but, but still. Yeah, I pitched. Very so important. Cool. What about you, Bianca? Did you play sports? Oh, no. My parents tried to put me into tennis, <laughs> and I told my dad, I am perspiring, and I would like to go inside. And they... I could see you playing tennis. I know. I could totally see that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so compact, too. Like tennis Thank players. you. I know. So I'm so little. My mom plays tennis, which is why they really wanted to get me into it. She's like the doubles champion of San Antonio 2020 or whatever. I don't know. She's Jesus. really good at it. Um, and I was like, no. Thank you, though. I Carlos, you're live and athletic. I assume you played something. God, when I the when I was in middle school in seventh grade, I played volleyball and basketball. Basketball, and I was not live. I was I, very, <laughs> I was very unlive at the time. And uh, I remember, oh my God, I remember. So I was in volleyball, and we, we were on the B team, right? Oh. And B so team's the, not bad. Yeah, it's just not as good as the A team. But yeah. Um, yeah, not the C yeah. team. Um, there was no C team. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so they were, the coaches were trying to teach us how to 
bump, set, and spike, right? Classic. And we were doing the practices. We were learning how to bump, set, and spike. But then come game time, every time that ball was over on our side, we smacked the shit out of that thing. Like we hit, yeah. we hit the yeah. gymnasium lights. Like it was. Oh my god! <laughs> like we were just like, boom! <laughs> Smack the shit out of these lights. Need a little bit of control in those shots. They, we call it. We were called the B team because we we're the boom team. Like it was just, you know, <laughs> it was. We were awful. We were pretty bad. Jules, <laughs> you recently fun. learned how to play basketball, didn't you? For a show? Shut up. <laughs> how, how dare you? It's true. I did learn how to dribble a basketball, and I'm still not good at it, and that's okay. And that is I okay. Never, I yeah. wasn't a sports kid. I, not Because here's the thing. I'm actually incredibly competitive. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like to sweat. No. <laughs> and that's a- Or like move, move very fast. A huge part. Move, yeah, yeah, it's most of it. I'll say. It's <laughs> sweating. So, and my father, who was like a, uh, a, what do you call it? Like a, a traveling, on a traveling baseball team in, in Aruba. Whoa. Um, they would go to different islands and they would go to like Netherlands to play baseball. Holy shit. Heartbreaking for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, I totally understand that. My middle name is Jordan after Michael Jordan. So Really? I, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I didn't play basketball. Anyway, enough about how we disappointed our parents. Let's yeah, get back to... <laughs> um, I think that's enough of that. that. <laughs> okay, therapy hour is over. We're talking about games now. Um, Game I want to... Uh, when Okay, so we've talked about the animes that inspired you and sort of the, the games that, that helped you sort of like create varsity. I, I am curious to know... I want to know personally, just because I, um, I want to know, um, why did you decide to make it like open to any sport as opposed to picking one in particular? Um, again, it, it really all comes back to mechanics. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't want to make a tabletop game where you had to go inning by inning because it started mm. as kind of a baseball thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to, to, to make a game where you had to go inning by inning. And so I came up with this system called Key Moments, where you uh, kind of do, you know, best of three or best of five or whatever. Um, and instead of focusing on an inning, you're focusing on a key, maybe uh, a key meeting between two rivals mm. or a key kind of... Um, just key moments, right? It's, yeah. it's elements of the game that are the most memorable. The, the things that they would show you in a sports anime, right? Because they don't show you every goal that's scored. Right. Um, and so I think from watching them, I was able to kind of realize the sorts of things they focus in on and then think that's what the game should focus in on. Yeah. And with that in mind, I thought the system would actually apply really well to volleyball or to basketball or... Mm -hmm. In playtests, we've done um, hockey, and we've done roller derby. We've done yeah, all kinds of nice. stuff. Um, I love that. No, I think, I think, I mean, one of the things that I really liked about the game is that it is very um, open to, like, customization, I guess is the right term. Like, you can really, like, totally. you get to, yeah. like, create 
the game within the game together, which I think is something that's really nice. I also love, I, I, I don't know if this made it to varsity too, but the uh, create a mascot <laughs> section. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That absolutely made it. Yes. Um, fabulous. <laughs> that was, but the, well, that was one of the, one of my favorite parts of, of reading over varsity one was like deciding the community that supports you. I think like getting like mm-hmm, all those yeah. like extra details is really juicy. Like as much as, you know, we love to joke about sports ball or whatever, like there is something really beautiful about like, a group of a community coming together for an event. Um, and so like getting right. to, 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 to declare like who your supporters are, like who you're playing for is so, is so cool. Yeah. It's delicious. And I really, I really <laughs> love that. I am, I'm curious if there have been, cause you've done, you've done play tests. Have there been like, like themes or stories that you've seen like come up multiple times or like or like I guess like the the question here being like what sort of like stories do you think are best suited to like explore using varsity what have you seen and what do you hope for I think my favorite moment from a playtest I can say very definitively because it actually made it into the play example in the book um which is uh we had a character named bill whose brother was the pitcher on the team the year before um had graduated and uh during the kind of introductory the game recommends that you start with a match Mm. and their first match was um not an official match but it was a match against some of the kids who had graduated the year before (gasps) and so dill who had just made it onto the team had to play against his own brother as the enemy team's pitcher and it was very dramatic um (laughs) it was great so i mean i think that that really embodies the ethos of the game where it's it is about sports but it's also about these interpersonal conflicts and these kind of you know trials and triumphs of the individual characters yes i'm so happy you say that you said that because like i i'm a huge football fan and actually recently i just started getting into formula one and um like something that's really misunderstood about uh sports is like sure there's drama in the actual moments of the game but the storylines that like simmer underneath the event itself really make those moment moments pop. So like, for example, in Formula One, uh, each team has two racers and usually sometimes the racers are friends and sometimes the racers are enemies. Right. <gasps> so even though they're on the same team, they're like, well, I want to be the number one racer on our team. Oh, sure. Ooh. So sometimes the drama gets so bad that they leave and they go to another team. So then all of a sudden it's a rivalry between this team and that team. Right. So like whatever Ferrari and McLaurin. Right. Like any yeah. of those different cars. Yeah. Right. And so then like if you see a moment when the Ferrari driver passes the other driver and like almost knocks off their tire. <laughs> like all of that baked in history makes that moment intense. Not just the, it's all not context, exactly. Yeah. Not just the passing of the cars. It's the story behind it. That makes that moment like make you scream when you're watching it. You know what I mean? So I, I love that you said that. Yeah. Really smart too, to build a game that has infrastructure to support that too. Yeah. That it's not just mechanics that are built around, you know, how well did you throw that ball? 
but yeah. how did it make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, yes. absolutely. That's absolutely. I mean, the biggest penalty that you can suffer really besides losing a key moment or maybe even more than losing a key moment is you can get um what i believe are still called penalties there's something like that um which are literally stuff like angry or mm. you know um, you know confused for example yeah the right. kind of things that and make your character um have to use some of the healing moves and have to you know like open up to their friends or like share a meal or whatever use some of the the break moves to try yeah. and recover after the game i really love that because i love when a game not only like inspires conflict within its characters but encourages like reparative motions afterwards to be like conflict is like a natural part of life how do you fix it? Like, what do you, what, how do you clear your conditions as it were? How do you resolve your penalties? If not going and apologizing for yeah. fucking it up and like sharing <laughs> a meal, there's nothing better than eating a meal together. Right. I, and, that's, and, that's, I had to make, I had to make share a meal. One of the default moves because I just thought that that was so like perfect, yeah. you know? Yes. It's, and it's, such a sports anime thing too is like oh, yeah. you know, they play a big game and then they go and they eat a ton of really good looking food together right? yes and cry <laughs> and it's a beautiful moment <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> can i can i ask you might not have an answer for this because it's like picking children but i am curious if you have a favorite playbook or a couple favorite playbooks like a couple oh. like a couple like it doesn't necessarily have to be like specific um, like playbooks individually, but if there are like moves or things that you're really excited for people to get to explore um, in the game while getting to play, I was just I just want to know. Yeah, um, I think so. As I mentioned earlier, the rival is yeah. I think conceptually the most fun. I had one play test that really went off the rails because we had someone just make a completely over the top rival. <laughs> Sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carlos. Um, so I think the rival is sort of my baby in that mm. regard. Um, I think Good my favorite, know. my favorite move that's like an optional move from any of the classes or anything mm -hmm. is actually from this. Uh, there. There are kind of playbooks you can choose for your team now in Varsity 2. Um, and for the team that's called the Showstoppers, who are the, um, they're kind of like the Lakers or whatever, right? They're yeah. like just, um, I was watching whatever that HBO show about the Lakers is. Um, oh, win Winning Time? Winning Game Time. time? Winning, yeah, winning Time, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's the Showstoppers kind of, they were the the inspiration for that but there's a move available to the showstoppers um and i can't think of the name of it right now but what it does is it lets every player on the team choose one spell from the magician spell book or like class. <laughs> okay and that so you is can... sick <laughs> rather than wow. having you know one magician who can you know do all of the crazy stuff then you have like each person has one signature kind of spell that they can do um so that's definitely my favorite varsity two mechanic, I think. 
I love that. I love that the teams get playbooks too. I think that's such a brilliant addition to, to, to sort of like define your whole while also creating your individual parts. And that is whole with a W. And I think I just wanted to Bianca be sure said that it. we were all. <laughs> I didn't say it. It was Bianca. Bianca said it. <laughs> I did. Well, you know, I have a question. We're a little, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not keeping up with the hey. you know, questions we prepared to. Come on in. Um, <laughs> but from version one to version two, what were you looking to mm. capture mm. in this newest edition of the game that, that maybe question. you didn't get in the first one or you didn't quite get to where you wanted to in the first one? Yeah, there were a couple of things that I saw as kind of. And like, I'm always the most critical person of my own work, but there were some things that I saw as kind of glaring issues, we can say in quotes, mm. with the first version, which is there was no play example. Um, mm. There was uh, very kind of fiddly rules about how to win a key moment. I left it very much up to kind of referee fiat, but that was one of the most common pieces of feedback I got was how... How exactly do you take a key moment? How do you lose a point? How do you gain a point? Um, and then the third thing is that the balance of the game was very delicate. Um, you could... The game is... It's a team sport game. And so it's built around the idea of assisting each other in making plays. But originally it was using Powered by the Apocalypse which um, oh. is, you know, two dice and you add up to three, you know. Yeah. If you go any higher than plus three, you're almost guaranteed to win on every roll. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and so if assisting another player gives you a plus one bonus or something, then you could very easily make it to where the team was guaranteed to win in almost every instance. Mm. And yeah, yeah. I had mechanics to address that, Um there was a game modifier system where you could make teams tougher. They have it kind of expands the range you need to roll to to win, but I wasn't I still wasn't satisfied with it. So Varsity Two has actually switched from the Power by the Apocalypse two d six system to a more Blades in the Dark inspired dice pool system. Um, so that way, instead of having you know, you know, you could have seven points. And there's still a slight chance you might fail, like seven yeah. bonus points from your teammates. And there's still a very slight chance you might fail, mm. um, or at least, you know, only partially succeed instead of a total success. Right. And so in the playtests, that has proved to be a major, um, I don't know, I think it's a major source of fun, kind of. People really have yeah. tried to maneuver things to get as many bonus dice as possible because there's that element of uncertainty. Yeah. You know, plus That's six. a huge uh, jump, switching switching your base system completely. That's awesome. It is, yeah. Varsity 2 is um, a, in some ways a completely different game. I kind of, I used the theming and the names of almost all of the same moves, mm -hmm. mm. but the actual text of every move, I think, has been changed. Yeah, nice. So cool. I'm excited. That's... <laughs> I just got yes. hyped. 
I just got. <laughs> I, just got so, I know. The more we talk about yeah, it, I'm like, uh, I got uh, me. Folks listening at home, that was uh, the Carlos hype giggle. That was yeah. <laughs> randomly exploded. <laughs> there it is again. It's a, I can't stop. A, a burst of joy. No, it's so. I love talking about this stuff. I think it's so exciting. I think that's yeah. yeah what a huge shift to make, and and like to be able to sit down and be like, you know what. Back to the drawing board. Let's like get the skeleton the way that we want it, and then we can fix the skin. I didn't know where else to go with that metaphor, and Whoa, I really, s- I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't, I just, okay. but I had to finish. I couldn't leave it hanging in the air. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll get. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> 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 Rosemary, I'm so sorry you're on our podcast. We try really hard. To We're so <laughs> professional, um, and squeaky clean and fun. Um, speaking of squeaky clean and fun, um, uh, I want manscaped. To talk about no, manscaped. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about um, as like a as like a game designer, so something like we care about very much on our podcast, obviously, um, like representation, diversity, inclusion. Like me personally, making gay games gayer. Um, and <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious to know, like how you, how you factor in, I always feel, how do I phrase this? Cause I always feel when I'm like, when people ask me, they're like, oh, well, how do you center diversity and equity and inclusion in your life? I'm like, well, I'm brown and I'm trans. So it's just kind of like the way <laughs> <It's a sad laughs> that I like move through the world. Um, but, but like, but yeah, like as a game maker, when you're like sitting down to make games, how do you, what are you hoping for? Like, how do you try to achieve accessibility and inclusivity in the framework of the games that you make? Yeah, I think um, being a, a queer woman, it's something that is present in, I think everything that I make just, you know, it's yeah. kind of inescapable to to put a little bit of yourself into everything you make. Yeah. But um, as far as for diversity, like, for example, like racial diversity, that is something I've mostly tried to address by getting different perspectives during playtesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. Which I've found, you know, has, has been helpful. I think, you know... Um, I think that the game would not be the way that it is right now if I didn't have my particularly dedicated group of playtesters. And I'm very, very grateful for them for kind of helping to shape it to to be the way that it is. Yeah. Shout out to playtesters. Where would we be without you? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's really lovely. And I agree. Like, I think, like, you know, you bring a part of yourself into everything that you make. It's like, it's one of the things that I really love about playing TTRPGs, particularly like with my friends, is that I get to learn about them through the characters that they make. Um, totally. That they or even this group. I mean, just think about how different our first game would have been if we were different people. You know? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, true. It really does make a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, the people that you have at your table, too. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I think something about just role-playing games in general that goes understated is that a lot of people focus on like the storytelling of each individual player in relation Mm. to their character. But like the dynamics between not just the characters together uh, and that story specifically being shaped. Like, for example, like with our season one uh, show, Mm -hmm. um, 
we brought in very specific characters with very specific backgrounds and they all related to each other in very specific ways. If I had just decided, you know what, I don't want to play a wizard. I want to play a fighter. It would like you know what I mean? Like the the, yeah. the entire dynamics of the 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 trio would have been extremely different just from one simple True. mechanical shift. Yeah. You know, and and so like like the players being different would change the entire story completely and and mm. the and the decisions they make for their characters would change the entire story completely just just because of the way that those um the friction between all of those characters put together and that that yeah. type of stuff fascinates me and and that's one of the reasons why I love varsity so much is that in a lot of other RPGs our tabletop RPGs a lot of the moves are like this is what I can do right yeah. but in varsity um and some other powered by the apocalypse games, it's very much like this is what I can do in relation to the entire human and that person's history across mm. the table for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do I how do I bounce off of that person that's across from me and and how does that relate to this ability that I'm about to throw out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh that that actually reminds me another answer to your question from earlier about favorite mechanics um there's going along exactly with what carlos was saying Mm -hmm. there's a mechanic now um i don't believe it made it into varsity one uh but you as the referee as the game master there's a mechanic where you can have an enemy player um declare their convictions uh or no first they have to reveal their humanity you show something about them that shows their drive to 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 succeed at the game or shows their um you know why they want to win so badly whatever and that actually in doing that move it it gives the players a clue towards them which is something that the players can use against them yeah but it unlocks an ability for the game master later called declare convictions where they can use that move and you can have them do a little monologue or something they either you know mentally or just out loud they can actually declare their convictions and then they can win a key moment automatically it's it's the <gasps> most powerful move that the wow. game master has access to i'm looking forward i know look at that, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> i love that i That's love amazing. that it's like like what you were saying carlos like in sp- like the friction between players and like being able to really flesh out the whole world and sort of like include the game master in strategy, like to let the referee have those moves to be like, no, no, the people you are playing are real people and they will cry when this match is over and it will be your fault. Right? (laughs) Bianca just wants to get to the crying as soon as possible. I love crying. I think it's fun. Um, (laughs) Hey, we all got to do it. We all got to cry a little bit. But I I think think that's, 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 that's like the difference between playing a video game and playing a tabletop game is that like in a video game, like I could just do whatever I need to do to win or progress. But like everything I do in a tabletop game is in relation to the goals and the weaknesses of the people across the table for me and how they're going to react to my goals and my weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know, especially if there's an enemy player on the table or a rival or something like that. Right. Where, where, 
I have to balance what I want in the relationship that I have with the person across the table from me, but also not give them too much that they can use against me. You know what I mean? Like, so these moves are brilliant in the, the ones that you're describing, Rosemary, because like it, it, it's not just like, hey, let's kill this monster together. It's like, how do we how do we how do we evolve this story despite the conflict and the friction that we have yeah. with each other? You know <laughs> what I mean? And that's amazing. I love that. I can't wait. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. We are sort of like reaching the end of our time. So I have one final question that I want to ask you, Rosemary, and then we'll do our, our little dance and get on out of here. Um, but <laughs> and what a dance And what it is. a dance it is. <laughs> oh, nice um, But, uh, well, first I just want to say thank you for, for chatting with us and, and, and letting us in into the, the mind of the genius behind this game we're really excited about. Um, but it's my, my pleasure. Oh, cool. I'm so excited. Okay, so my last question, <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll get to the, I'll be a professional. My last question <laughs> is, um, looking ahead, what are your goals for the future of Varsity? Like, what do you hope? What do you hope? What are your hopes and dreams? Um, You know, that's a good question. After Varsity 1, I had a real drive. I was like, I'm going to make Varsity 2, and it's going to be really good. It's going to do everything that I didn't get to do with varsity one yeah but for varsity two i'm almost feeling i have sort of the opposite feeling i feel like i've i've hit all of my goals with it and so my i guess i'd like to see for example to listen to your guys podcast i'd like to see people put it to use yeah (laughs) um and you know maybe make some updates as as needed over the next few months um to help it find its legs uh but then i think i think varsity i think varsity 2 may be the last edition of varsity nice um, i'm very very proud with the way that it's come out and so i don't know if it needs as much uh kind of help as varsity 1 did hell yeah congratulations that's so yeah, exciting yeah <laughs> also, brighter things. yes yeah. Back to the future. That's ah, that's so exciting. Back, back, to, the back, to, the, back to the future. We can't say it again, or else they really will license us. They'll sue us. That's really exciting. Congratulations, Rosemary. That's got to be like a really, yeah. like a just like a really good feeling to be like, no, this is this is good. This is ready to fly out into the world, into other people's hands. Well, congrats. Thanks. That's fucking awesome. Thanks for coming and chatting with us today. Thank you. Oh, this is amazing. This is such a pleasure and a joy. What a lovely little time. I'm so right, Rosemary, we're about to pivot to a section of the podcast, which is our wrap up, which gets pretty silly. Hang on tight. Just sort of bear with us. Yeah, hang on. Just, you know, it's good. Uh, we're gonna take good care of you, but just we're gonna do a lot of weird things. And it's just it's about us. Yeah, Don't this is where the weirdness starts. Grab on to something. <laughs> yeah. So Bianca, why don't we start off by telling folks where they can find us? Yes, yeah, so you can find us where all weirdos live. The internet. Um, you can find <laughs> us across social media at the Pod Has Been Cast on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website. And you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media websites to tell your friends about us. We are a grassroots podcast. Um, and word <laughs> of mouth is always going to be um, the most helpful and beneficial thing to us. So if you like us, tell a friend. If you hate us, tell a friend and get them to hate listen to us. Whoa, when I'm over. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> 
Big thanks again to Rosemary Grant for joining us for this episode. Um, thank you for being so generous with your time. If uh, folks want to find out more about Varsity 2 and you, uh, where should they go? Um, that's a good question. I'm on Twitter at uh, Filmatra, um, F-I-L-M-A-T-R-A. Um, and I am also at Filmatra on basically everything, on Reddit, uh, TikTok. Um, and yeah, so I have information about the game and all of those places. I'm also on itch.io as Tabletop Atelier, one word. Um, yeah, that's, those are the best places to find me. Excellent. Get out there. Find it. Find it. Find the stuff. Find the things you want. You know, when I need to find things I want, <laughs> there's really only one place I can go. And it never lets me down. What? If I need eggs to finish that cake, if I need cake to finish those eggs, <laughs> I go to the hole. Oh. 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 Patrons! I'm talking about our hall of patrons. I'm talking about our decorated halls with all of the folks that have supported us, some from the very beginning of this podcast up until now. We say your names and we honor you. Thank you for your juices. Ryan Furbach, Nick Narcissi, Kieran, Sanjan Abraham, Omar A., Emily B., Luca, Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Ooh. Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. Thank you, Patriots. I think that's the fastest I've done. That was really good. <laughs> I like felt myself like running out of breath at the end of that. <laughs> Thank you, Patriots, for your um constant support. Um if you are interested in being a Patreon, hop on over to patreon.com. Support us at any of our tiers. Um, and if you can only give us tiers and no support, that's okay. Just give us, like, I don't know, five stars on, on Spotify, tell a friend about it. Bianca already did all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you know, yeah. just help us out. Yeah. But hey, either way, we love you. That's true. You know, we visited a lot of great places on Robert's Corner. We've been to... <laughs> we have. We have. God. We've been to stores. We've been to bodegas. Um, but when I need to get my clothes clean, oh. when I'm just soiled and saturated, okay, I got to take a big old laundry hamper over to Carlos <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to Carlos's laundromat. Feel free to throw your stuff in the wash. I have a story to tell. Um, please have a seat. You got 30 minutes. Um, my wife. So I, I mentioned this before we started recording, but this is off the dome. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as it usually is. Um, I'm so I'm in Massachusetts right now. I'm in a a, a production of a Midsummer Night's Dream at Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Company, and uh, my wife, who is a surgical resident, uh, has been worked to the bone. However, she has discovered, or she had discovered herself, a little weekend to get away. So she actually flew out here this last weekend and hang out with me and our puppy, Aww. and I feel so rejuvenated and oh, just like. 
we had an amazing time, amazing conversations, and we just explored this whole area, and um, I feel like a million bucks. So, uh, oh, no, looks like your wash is done. Uh, I don't oh. tell stories during the dryer, <laughs> so you can feel free. My, my underwear's all pink. Sorry, we don't fix that. All right. See you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Right, bye, everybody. <laughs>